Hey, what's up, everybody? Jordan here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. This is episode 425 of the show. If you like today's episode, which is about how to eat for maximum muscle gain, something everybody should be focused on at some point, which I'll talk about a little bit at the start of this episode. If you like this content, go check out the written version on the blog, stoltzfit.com slash blog. That is already published as of the publishing of this podcast, and uh, you can find past articles as well. I'm kind of chipping through all of the old episodes that I've done, writing blog articles on those, and giving you guys some written word as well for you to reference. If you want to work with me or ask a question for the podcast, you can go to the contact page on that site. Again, it's stoltzfit.com. I will link that in the description of this podcast. Thank you very much for checking that out and supporting the show. Let's get started today's episode, again, about maximum muscle gain and how to diet for it. Um, Kind of a complicated subject with a lot of different things that can affect um, your success, and I hope that what I have to present to you today helps you in your pursuit of gains and uh, just, you know, squeaks you out a little bit more than you otherwise would have gotten. Let's start today's episode, 425, hit the intro. Jordan Jordan Stoltz here. Sorry about that. Pause. Um, I, you know, if you guys don't know, use a live mixing board while I do these podcasts. And like I said two episodes ago, starting out with a new app for it here and microphone buttons a little bit touchy. It's frustrating, but technology is going to technology and uh, I got to adapt to it. So uh, anyways, welcome to today's show. It's episode 425 and uh, we're talking about nutrition today. Uh, This article is already up on stoltzfit.com and I wanted to make a podcast about it as well because it's kind of what I'm focusing on at the moment now that some uh, fat loss dieting is done, kind of focusing on the muscle gain aspect of everything and want to give you guys some good tips and advice on how to approach muscle gain. Now, I think it's important first to touch about who this episode's for, right? Because of course, there's some of you out there and probably not very many, but some who actually do really care about muscle gain and performance and have that as their primary goal like I do. But uh, a lot of you I know aren't really focused on that. Instead, you're focused more on health and you're focused on fat loss and getting leaner, especially now that summer's coming. So why make an episode about muscle gain if I know the majority of the audience listening to this is uh, focused on fat loss? Well, it's because muscle gain is very, very important for everybody. There are a lot of struggles and adaptations that come with prolonged dieting, diet fatigue, performance drops, adherence problems, all these things kind of sprout up as well as actual metabolic adaptations if you diet for too long. So Fat loss diets really, in my opinion, should be a max of about four months and then, you know, even better, maybe two or three months or even six weeks. That's much better. Um, So you have to do some other goals throughout the year, right? If you think of your training calendar and your diet calendar as a 12-month yearly window you have, if you can only diet for three months at a time or so uh, as an average, 
you have to fill up that other time with something. Maintenance is a good option where you kind of maintain your progress, focus on strength, and uh, maybe lose some body fat in the process. I like that for a lot of people. But what's even better than that is actually focus on muscle gain because muscle has a huge amount of benefits for fat loss down the road. So even if you aren't really that um, you know concerned with your muscle mass, it can really help you out for other goals. So it could help you, of course, mentally, just getting in a calorie surplus and eating more is going to help you socially and mentally and kind of give yourself a nice break from dieting so you're ready to hit the ground running again when you actually do diet instead of being stuck in that uh, cycle of always dieting. But then it also actually helps you build up your metabolism because it's going to give you more energy, having more calories, so you're going to move around more. It's going to help your performance, so you're going to uh, burn more calories in your workouts. And then it's going to add actual muscle, which is going to burn more calories at rest. Um, another important thing it does is it prevents you from having to diet to as low of body fats to get to how you want to look. Um, this is something that I think is a really neat side effect of gaining muscle. And that's essentially that you look better at higher body fat percentages. So you don't really have to push diets as long or aggressively, because if you can look how you want to look at 15% body fat as a man or 23% body fat as a woman, you don't have to diet that extra three or 5% that's really hard to push down uh, because you look kind of like how you want to at a more attainable level, which makes everything way easier in the long term. Um, but the mental breaks the most important. So, you know, in conclusion there, everybody should take some time to focus on muscle gain. So you have to know how to eat because it's different than fat loss. And in a lot of ways, it's the complete opposite. Now, there are some things with eating for maximum muscle gain that are going to help you. And there's things that are requirements, our principles. So we'll review the principles first, which are you know just two or three things. And then we're going to focus on some of the little things that you shouldn't forget about that are going to help you achieve the principles. So um, little hacks here and there that I've picked up along the way. <clears throat> so principle number one, is of course you need a calorie surplus okay and uh this is the base this is the requirement because as i spoke about before in previous episodes calories are what changes your body composition that is something that cannot be changed hormones don't affect that um you know body types don't affect that food choices don't affect that it always comes down to calories no matter what the diet or the person calories are what matter there's other little things that are going to play into it, which we'll get into, but calorie surplus is needed. It is energy balance. And a calorie surplus means you're eating more calories than you're burning in the case of muscle gain. In fat loss, you would want to burn more than you're eating, and it's really as simple as that. Now, how much of a calorie surplus do you want to do? I usually would recommend, you know, I use other equations personally if I'm coaching somebody, but Body weight times 16 is usually a pretty good starting point. A more accurate way would be to find out your body's maintenance calories, which essentially just means maintaining your weight and tracking your intake for a couple weeks, seeing what that is on average. And uh, if your weight's staying the same, that's probably about your maintenance. Usually that's body weight times 14 to 16, somewhere in there. Add 300 calories or 400 calories to that, and you have a nice size surplus to work with. An important thing that I wanted to touch on with calorie surplus is that more doesn't always equal better. And a lot of times it is worse to have more uh, because of the added fat gain. 
I like to think of calorie surplus and protein for that matter, which is coming up next, as a door that needs to be opened, right? And once it's open, your body is able to pass through it and gain muscle and build muscle, but uh, it's not a driver. More calories doesn't drive more muscle from being built on your body and more protein doesn't drive more muscle added to your body. It's more of like an allowance thing where you need to hit certain thresholds for it to happen and then past that it doesn't do a whole lot of good. So keep your surplus small because all you have to do is get the door open. You don't need more calories unless you need more calories to improve your performance and get stronger in the gym, which is another thing we'll talk about. Uh, But unless you see big, big performance increases that you really want to see from more calories, uh, you're, you're probably better off with a small surplus like 250 to 400, somewhere in there. Now, the surplus is going to be small, so the scale is going to be going up very, very slowly, which is what we want to see in muscle gain phases. It can be really frustrating when you're trying to make the scale do something and it's fluctuating all over the place. You're not sure if you're making progress. So for muscle gain, a good practice uh, to keep things simple is to look at monthly weight gain, which is an average amount over the course of four or five weeks where you gain my recommendation of one to 2% of your total body weight per month. So for a 200 pound person, that's like two to four pounds which is less than a pound a week, maybe even down to a half pound a week, and it's not gonna be that linear. So you're not gonna have a half pound of weight on the scale every week. Some weeks are gonna be one and a half pounds, some are you're gonna lose half a pound, but on average, you should be up about two to four pounds or one to 2% of your body weight. Um, Plug in your body weight to that equation. You should be up that amount of weight over the course of a month. And that at least helps you know you're going in the right direction over time. The other thing that helps you know you're going in the right direction over time is your performance in the gym, right? Because uh, it is very hard to know if you're actually gaining muscle a lot of times because you'll sometimes hold water, gain body fat, you'll look a little bit fluffier. So how do you actually know you're making progress? The gym is the most clear indicator of that. Are you getting stronger? Are your workouts getting easier? Are you getting better at what you're doing? If you are, you're probably gaining some muscle and strength and doing what you need to do. So it's very, very important that you eat for performance because eating for performance is going to fuel that training, which is kind of the key indicator of you making progress all. So one of the core principles I have for eating for maximum muscle gain is eating for performance, which usually can be pretty simple. It just involves some pre-workout carbohydrates post-workout protein and carbohydrates and, you know, just thinking about your performance the next day as you eat at your current day. So it's always good to keep in mind, how is this going to affect my workout or what can I eat now to improve my workout tomorrow? Think of things that way and you'll be in a good place. Even supplementation uh, should be, should have that focus where you're focused on how can you improve your performance to get more out of that training. So things like creatine are very useful Post-workout whey protein can be really useful. Even pre-workouts can be really useful sometimes. Um, But uh, focus on the performance. The last principle of muscle gain that is a non-negotiable is protein. And again, this is more of an open door kind of policy where you need to get enough. And usually that's like 0.7 to 1 grams per pound of body weight. 
I like to stick more in that 0.7 range because I don't enjoy eating really high amounts of protein like around my body weight. So if I weigh wet like 190, I usually eat more like 160, 170 grams of protein and that is plenty. And I feel like it's, you know, the door is open. And what might be even more important or just as important is uh, through muscle gain phases, you are trying to, in the complicated verbiage, maximize your muscle protein synthesis and minimize muscle protein breakdown. In the simple terms, that means spiking muscle protein synthesis every few hours. So what that looks like in a daily schedule is eating 20 to 30 grams of protein or more every three to four hours. So take your total amount of protein you need to eat, say it's 160, divide by the number of meals you're going to have, say four, that's 40 grams of protein four times a day, space that out three to four hours from each other, and you're good to go. I usually eat breakfast, lunch, afternoon snack, dinner, and then a night snack and have 20 to 30 grams of protein at all of those. And that will get me to where I need to be. Um, and uh, you can plug and play your own numbers, but keeping those spikes of protein is going to help a little bit with muscle gain and keep that door open. All right, so those are the principles. And like I said, there are other things that are very, very helpful, but not necessarily required, right? Because um, achieving those principles sounds easy in theory, but in reality, uh, it's gonna it's gonna wear on you. It's gonna get a little bit harder as you go on. And later halves of muscle gain diets, especially as you're more advanced, are pretty tricky. So you need to have things that are going to help you stick to those principles of hitting your protein, feeling good so you can perform and having good energy for that, and staying in that calorie surplus consistently. So I have a few things. Um, number one is going to be, um, we're going to say, easy to digest foods, focusing on your belly, things that feel good on your belly. Uh, and this is actually something that I totally ignored earlier in my training and nutrition uh, experience. And lately I've been more focused on that and it actually makes a massive, massive difference. So if you feel good and you're eating foods that agree with you, uh, you're going to perform better. You're going to be able to eat more often and you're going to feel better at meals. You're going to have more energy to move around through the day and it, your, your metabolism is going to really improve because of th those things. So it's simple. Choose foods that are easy to process and digest for you. Um, this is even more important, I think, because calories are higher. When you're at maintenance or above, you really notice the foods that don't agree with you as much. So say like, uh, you know, a lot of broccoli hurts your belly. If you're in fat loss and low calories, it doesn't hurt your belly as much because you just don't have as many calories in you. But if you have a lot of calories and, you know, you have excess calories coming in and you eat some foods that don't really agree with your belly, man, that is really going to wreak havoc on you and it's going to affect your performance and how you feel, maybe even how you sleep. So it's different for everybody, but choose foods that agree with your belly. So find some staples, stick to those. It, try to avoid for the most part, the foods that kind of make you feel poopy. No pun intended. Next, we're going to talk about simple foods. So this kind of goes with digestion because choosing things that are simple and easy to digest are going to be easier uh, on your belly in general. Think, uh, 
think like uh, fruit juice versus fruit is maybe not a great example. Maybe think of like, uh, uh, you know, white rice versus brown rice, I guess, is another example. Or uh, Rice Krispies or Cheerios as cereal versus bran, you know, simple foods that are easy to take in and digest. So that's going to help you feel good. It's also going to help you not feel as full. And it's going to kind of make you feel, you know, it's lighter on the belly. So you're able to eat larger amounts of food, eat in that surplus, and appetite's not going to be as much of a problem. In fat loss, it's all about high volume, satiating foods like lean protein, you know, like chicken breast or fish, a lot of vegetables, preferably like steamed vegetables that, uh, you know, maybe are, you're able to eat larger amounts of, uh, things like high fiber grains, beans, things like that in muscle gain and even maintenance. It's the opposite of that. You do want to include vegetables and whole grains, but choose more things that are easier to eat like pasta, white rice, maybe fattier meats, things like that, that uh, are going to get your calories in, but aren't going to fill your belly as much because you're going to feel much better and keep being able to hit that surplus day in and day out. Even liquid calories are something you you could consider like adding orange juice to your breakfast Uh, you know, drinking a Gatorade during your workout, things like that. It's easy to get in calories without filling you up or bogging you down. All right. And the next thing is going to be another thing that people kind of ignore um, when calories get higher. So not just food choices, but choosing healthy foods, right? And you have to find the balance here between the two. So I say, choose simple foods, that are easy to digest and process, but you don't want to be eating white rice for all your carbs every day, or you're going to miss out on a lot of nutrition. Health is number one. So include a lot of fruit, a lot lot of vegetables, a lot of proteins that have uh, a lot of nutrients like um, vegetable proteins like peas, beans, lentils, meats like, uh, you know, maybe steak or um, fish, things like that that are really good for you in other ways, as well as more than just the macronutrients, don't let nutrition take a back seat when calories get higher. It's really easy to do this. Start eating junk food, processed food, because you have the calories to do it. Don't fall into that trap. Keep in mind the importance of micronutrients because they're going to give you more energy and keep your health really good. And I think help you perform better and look better by the end of the muscle gain, even if calories are the same. It's You know, in theory, macronutrients are what matter and, you know, eating 200 grams of carbs from Pop-Tarts is the same of 200 grams of carbs from fruit, but I think that healthier food is going to make you feel better, perform better, and look better. So keep that in mind and also, as a side note, keep water in mind because water intake is sometimes ignored just like micronutrients because it's easy to drink a lot when you're hungry in a fat loss diet but it's harder when you're eating a lot of food but keep hydrated because that's going to improve your performance and digestion as well and the last thing uh, that is a good tip that's going to help you stick to those principles of hitting protein staying in that surplus eating for performance is actually like a reverse refeed day so kind of a low day in your muscle gain diet and a low day might feel counterproductive if your goal is a calorie surplus, but I find it really helps just like a refeed and fat loss. It helps to add calories to a day or two to just kind of, you know, help your appetite regulate a little bit, give yourself a mental break, help your performance. It's the same when you have calories really high for a long period of time, 
just a day every week or two where you eat a little below maintenance is going to really, really help your, it's going to give you a mental break. So help your appetite, kind of help that mental drag that muscle gain dieting can bring. It's going to help your digestion by giving your digestive system a little break. And uh, it's just going to help you stay the course when you're getting kind of fatigued with the whole thing. It's always good to switch it up just a little bit, not long-term because you don't want to undo that calorie surplus, but a low day here and there is not going to hurt that. It's probably actually going to help you stick to it longer. Uh, it's a hack that I've used myself for a while and use with clients that I found to be really, really useful and kind of help uh, people stay the course a little bit longer and keep that surplus going. And that's it. Muscle gain dieting made simple. It's how to eat for maximum muscle gain. And most importantly, it's doing all these things I talked about consistently for a long period of time because muscle gain takes a really long time, a lot longer than fat loss. And everybody should take some time to focus on it. Uh, but it does take time. So put in the time, three to six to 12 months, somewhere you know, higher the better, and do these principles, the surplus, the protein, the eating for performance, the low days, the micronutrients, the water, all that stuff. Do it day in and day out as consistently as you can for a long period, and that is what's going to make the difference. Um, yeah. And again, I recommend everybody focus on it at some point. If you need help setting up a diet plan or a workout plan, reach out, stoltzfit.com slash contact. I put that in the description of this podcast as well today. And uh, you can find the written version of this article at stoltzfit.com. And thank you very much for listening to today's episode, episode 425 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I appreciate you guys listening, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Take it easy.